Tee up. It's time for the Blind Golf Canada podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Blind Golf Canada podcast. I'm Jerry Nelson, alongside co-host Darren Duma. We have Andy from AMI and producer Mark behind the scenes, making Darren and I sound real good. Darren, my friend, how are you? It's been about four months since we last did our podcast at the Canadian Open in Simcoe. How you been doing? Excellent. And uh, yeah, it's been quite a period of time in between. So nice to be back at uh, a podcast. Yeah, it is really, really good to get back in the saddle. And, and, you know, here we are recording, what, 11 days before Christmas on Wednesday, December 14th. And, uh, you know, looking back over 2022, there's a couple of things that really stick in my mind. And one of them is how good it was to be back in real time at live person golf tournaments, golf events, but also how quickly the year went by. It just, we blinked and, and we were done. It went very quickly and it was good to get back to it, but it flew by and here we are. It it really did. So I guess hopefully the winter will go by as quickly as last summer did. But uh, let's take a look back at 2022 and uh, go back to Calgary in July for the uh, Western Canadian Blind Golf Championships. That Yes, that was the AMI Western Canadians uh, in Calgary at the uh, Inglewood Golf Club. We had an exceptional time there, great weather, over 60 participants with players and coaches, and uh, just some highlights there. Um, we had a couple of our players from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, who um, have been really active, and uh, they really brought their games to that tournament. And I'll just highlight uh, the first gentleman, Robert Gentile Perret. He uh, just turned 60, so he was able to play in the seniors category, in which he won. And uh, then secondly, he we also incorporated a team uh, aspect to that tournament, and he also won that uh, division with uh, our oldest blind golfer from Langley, B.C., George Thurkle, who's 87. So they they took the team event. And then secondly, we had another gentleman from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Curtis Parento, who played unbelievable too, and he was the overall champion for that event for the net. And uh, and then other highlights, of course, were our B1 gross champion, which is our very own Jerry Nelson, and our B2 champion from Calgary was Derek Kibblewhite, and our B3 gross was... Kiefer Jones, our Canadian champion as well. So it was a really great event out there and great play. And other than the mosquitoes, we had a great time. Well, and and the weather certainly cooperated as well, didn't it? There had been a lot of rain up until that point, and it just seemed to clear off when we got there and was good for for the whole tournament. And I would also like to shout out... uh, a new golfer out with us for the first time at his first tournament. I played with him the one day, Jason Uha, and uh, he's a young fella out of Calgary, 
and Jason hits the ball a mile and a uh, little bit challenged directionally at times, but uh, his dad is his guide, and I know when they get that under control, they're going to be a force, uh, force to be reckoned with, certainly. So, yeah, all around it was a, a great tournament, a stable for the event, which uh, is always a, a good time. Everybody is in the mix and uh, makes for a great event. So, uh, yeah, that was that was Calgary. Anything anything else you want to add there, Darren? Nope, uh, that was it in a nutshell. So, and uh, then we headed off to uh, Ontario. Yeah, to uh, Simcoe, Ontario. Uh, we were at the Greens at Renton, which is just an absolutely fabulous venue uh, to host actually two blind golf tournaments, the Ontario Provincial and the Canadian Open Blind Golf Championships. Why don't you summarize that for us? Oh, we had a fantastic week there. The golf course uh, staff treated us royally. It was a great track to play on, very blind golf friendly, and we had uh, lots to uh, look forward to there. And uh, my biggest highlight was uh, we had hosted our junior clinic there. It turned out to be an all abilities clinic after the fact, which was open to everybody because we wanted to be more inclusive to everybody. But we did have a couple juniors come out and play. And I was paired with the one junior in the, uh, the practice round. And, um, this was his first round of play ever on a golf course. And this young lad ended up getting a hole in one, his first hole in one, his first round of golf. And, um, that was phenomenal because this uh, young lad is dealing with vision loss and hearing loss. And uh, I think he deals with a little bit of self-esteem and, and all that. He's very quiet. And following that hole-in-one, he became more uh, uh, energetic, more open to everybody. And his mother reports that he's just a, a changed lad and he's uh, boosting with confidence and, and all that. So... That was a really big highlight for me out there. If I can just jump in for a sec, buddy. Uh, I spoke with uh, Jacob's grandparents who were with them at the tournament after uh, the round was done. And, uh, you know, I couldn't see their smiles, of course, but I could certainly hear it in their voices. And I got to tell you, that's got to be the number one feel-good story of the season, uh, you know, we're just getting our junior clinics underway and to have Jacob come out with his grandfather coaching him and his grandma was there and just an absolutely exceptional family and uh, to have something like that happen for Jacob, um, just the, the icing on the cake. And I really hope it propels him to come out and play in more events in Ontario and anywhere in Canada for that matter. So, yeah, it was um, a great circumstance uh, or happening that, that day the way it did. Absolutely. It was uh, kind of a pleasant tearjerker uh, to witness that. And um, just seeing uh, him experience that was phenomenal and being a part of it was fantastic. So, And uh, other highlights, too, from that day were uh, – our, uh, a local resident there, 
uh, from the Waterford area, Reggio Persco, uh, won the senior category and shot two exceptional rounds of 81. And he's, he plays at the Renton quite a bit there. And, um, then our, one of our longtime BGC members, Doug Penner from Winnipeg, he also won the overall net championship and, um, played, uh, exceptional as well. And of course, our gross uh, winners were again in the B1 category, our very own Jerry Nelson. And, uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, we had Darcy Ferber from the B2 category. And then again, from the B3 category, we had Kiefer Jones. So, um, exceptional play as usual and well represented from of all our players in Blind Golf Canada. Now, buddy, I, I think we would certainly be remiss here if we didn't take our hat off to uh, local resident Hugh Montgomery, his wife, Lori, his coach, Lori Smith, and the entire host community, uh, or committee rather, um, just what they had gone through and dealt with leading up to this tournament. They actually started back in 2019 trying to organize this tournament, and then COVID hit, and uh, things looked pretty dismal for a while in terms of fundraising and sponsorship, and it was questionable whether or not the tournament would even be a go. But I tell you, they rallied beyond belief, and uh, they put on uh, a Canadian Open week an Ontario Provincial Week that, uh, as I said at the wind-up banquet, really second to none. Uh, the job that this committee did, pulling off this tournament and actually making it happen, was absolutely phenomenal. So we really need to uh, to take our hats off to these people, and I think they really raised the bar in terms of, uh, you know, what hosting a blind golf event can possibly mean and what it can possibly be. So hats off to the tournament host committee from uh, all the executive and board here at Blind Golf Canada. Excellent, Jerry. Great uh, way to uh, wrap that up because there's a lot that goes into a tournament and for a committee to be dedicated to that length of time and and stay focused on uh, pulling it off was phenomenal. And yeah, they uh, did a 110% class act job for us. So we should be thankful. Yeah, we, we truly are for sure. After the uh, fabulous week in August, uh, you went on to participate in an event called the Nations Cup, which in some ways was kind of a, a resurrection. Uh, this event used to take place in the past. I was part of it when it was hosted in Nova Scotia, but why don't you tell us about that event? Yes, thanks, Jerry. That uh, event is like a Ryder Cup format, and uh, it had uh, Team Canada taking on the United States. Uh, we were in Wadsworth, Ohio, for that event, and uh, we played at Pine Valley Golf Course, uh, excellent golf course. Uh, the owners there were just phenomenal with us, and we had a great competition there. Uh, we hadn't had it since 2015, I believe, like you said, in Nova Scotia, and um, 
at that time we had won. Unfortunately, we Canada just narrowly lost to Team United States there in Ohio. So, uh, but we all, both teams played well, and we had a great time, and uh, a lot more great memories for us all. And looking forward to the next one, whenever that that may be. I was just going to ask you if you know yet. Is there any kind of speculation as to when the next version of the Nations Cup might actually happen? They uh, have not yet. Um, to balance off the scheduling, I believe they will host again, but it won't be in 2023 because they're hosting a different event there in Wadsworth. So it'll likely be in 2024, but uh, there'll be more from that to come out from ABG okay. in the future. So And then after that, in September, was the Division uh, the Cup the ISPS Handa Vision Cup, and that was held at the venerable TPC Sawgrass Courses in Ponte Vedra, Florida, Ponte Vedra Beach, and that is the biggie, the granddaddy of them all. That is the Ryder Cup version. Uh, sorry, the the Vision Cup is, is certainly the, the Ryder Cup version of uh, team match play and uh, it was uh, just un- unbelievable uh, when when you talk about you know sawgrass and uh, if you're a golfer at all you've heard about the um, the famous island green 17 at the stadium course at TPC sawgrass um, I have to admit, I never hit it once the whole week that I was there, but uh, it was just a, a fabulous week, and um, we uh, we played both courses, the Dyes Valley and the Stadium course. Uh, we played the, the Pro-Am, or the, the Shamble, they called it, and it was uh, a neat um, format because everybody hit a drive, and then you picked the best drive and played your own ball in from there. And uh, then all scores were, were based on your handicap and net play from there on in. Uh, Team Nelson, I'm happy to say, uh, we actually won the event. Uh, there was a, a gentleman there from, uh, I want to say, California, that played on our team who was a friend of uh, one of the American blind golfers, Chad Naismith. Um, This gentleman was there, and the head of blind golf in Costa Rica was also on our team, as well as my son Wyatt and uh, myself, of course. And uh, we we happened to actually win that event, and... uh, we are pretty proud of that because there was like 156 golfers and I don't know how many teams that works out to, but we won. So pretty, pretty happy about that. And, and my son, Wyatt, uh, I never hit the green once that week, um, on the scramble day, the pro-am day, he hit it to eight feet on the Island green and actually won closest to the pin on on that day so the the vision cup itself is uh played over three days 
it's two days of modified Pinehurst system where two golfers are paired together against another pair of golfers. We had Team North America against Team World, and then the final day was singles. And um, I have since forgotten the breakdown of... Um, who did what each day, but I do know that Team North America was leading after the first day. We were also leading after the second day, and we ended up winning the Vision Cup for the very first time by a total of, of nine points. So uh, that was absolutely phenomenal to wind up a great week uh, like we had winning the Vision Cup and um, I'm happy to say, very happy to say that I'm probably I'm going to guess the second Canadian ever to drink beer out of the Vision Cup. I want to say that Derek Kibblewhite was probably the first one because he brought the cup to me to have a drink, and I'm guessing that uh, he had had one already prior to that point. So it was just a, a fantastic week, and uh, the the stadium course at Dice Valley um, at Sawgrass, uh, absolutely amazing, and it just gives you um, real, truer respect i guess for what the pros can actually do on courses like that and uh, you know there was some question as to whether it was the best venue for a blind golf match play tournament you know that will probably be debated forever but the thing is everybody had to play the same two courses and i will say uh one thing that the rough there is unlike any rough I've ever played out of. And we had great weather for the week, but uh, prior to us getting there, they had had a lot of rain. And, you know, that grass in some places was three or four inches thick and wet. And sometimes you couldn't even get a club through it to to move your ball. It was just unbelievable, unlike anything that... I'd ever played out of before, but we we managed to do it and get it done. And like I said, we won for the first time in, I believe, five tries, Darren. Was this the fifth version of? Fifth edition, yes. So Division uh, Cup. Team North America finally did it. And uh, and I got to give my hats off to our the four Canadian players that represented us on Team North America, and you being one of them, Jerry, and and you guys went and got it done, and I believe our Canadian players all did quite well, right? I I absolutely want to shout out my Canadian players, but my whole team, uh, all my teammates, in fact, there was 14 per side. There was 10 Americans and four Canadians. And uh, an interesting little tidbit here, there was Kiefer Jones, who's a B3 and Kiefer got three points for Team North America out of a possible three points. There was Derek Kibblewhite, who's a B2, and he got three points out of a possible three points. There was myself. Um, 
I got two points out of a possible three, and there was Julie Maroney, uh, who was one of our one of the two lady golfers on each side, and Judy got Julie got one point out of a possible three. So that's a total of nine points. And what did Team North America win by? Exactly nine points. So shout out uh, to Canada and our participants. And I, I have to tell our listeners, uh, this was Julie's first Vision Cup. And uh, I know she was nervous, but at the same time, Julie played absolutely wonderful throughout all three of her matches. The other two were very, very close. Julie and I managed to win our match and gain a point that day for Team North America. And uh, Julie had her husband, Pierce, on the bag. And uh, I just want to say that I would be happy and elated to play with uh, Julie and Pierce anytime, anywhere, on any team, because they're absolutely exceptional quality people. And, uh, you know, Julie never quit for a second. She grinded it out on every hole. And, um, you know, Pierce kept the nerves in check and steadied her down when when it was needed. And, uh we just had a, a great time playing together that day and managed to, to get a point for Team North America. And I'd also like to shout out uh, one other teammate of mine, and um, that's Derek Kibblewhite. And uh, it actually goes back to the, the tournament in Calgary. I played the practice round with Derek. And after the round, he came over and he talked to me and and congratulated me on how well I was playing and he said that he had seen vast improvement in my game from what he saw last year and that was one of my goals over the winter was to work on my game and get better and he saw evidence of that in the practice round at Calgary so that really boosted my confidence and and you know gave me a real great state of mind moving into the season. I did play well in Calgary, thanks to Derek. I also played well in Ontario. Um, and then moving on to the Vision Cup, probably some of the best golf that I had played all summer long. And Derek was right there beside me, pumping my tires every day. And... Uh, leading the chant, Jerry, Jerry in the team room. It was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, the culminated the week in uh, coming up to me during the festivities, uh, the, the night the tournament wrapped up and um, drinking beer out of the Vision Cup. That is a memory that... Uh, that I will cherish forever. But, you know, certainly I got to take my hat off to all my North American teammates. It was totally uh, a team effort and uh, met some new golfers from the United States. Great, great people. And all around, it was just a, a wonderful event. And um, Team World will host uh, the next one in 2024 
We don't know that where that's going to be yet, but um, I certainly hope that I can be part of it again because to be a part of it this many times and finally win one, there's there's no better feeling. So it was it was great. Awesome. Hats off to Team North America, and uh, let's hope we keep uh, that cup for a while now. So. Um, Fantastic. So that's basically 2022 in a wrap. Is there anything else, Darren, that uh, you think we may have bypassed or forgotten? Nope. Uh, that's uh, 2022 in a nutshell, and uh, we're looking forward to 2023, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> yes, we are. And uh, I, for both of us, um, it's going to start relatively quick. Uh, it will be the soonest. I've ever started a season, and uh, the first event that I will be going to will be the U.S. Open in Columbus, Georgia, from March 19th to the 23rd, and I'm really looking forward to this because uh, Green Island Golf Course in Columbus is where the very first Vision Cup was held. And it's just such a beautiful setting at Green Island. I said to uh, my buddy and guide, Chris, that if ever there was a tournament here again, I would like to come back. And um, it's been brought to my attention that that's where the U.S. Open is going to be. And um, we are planning on attending. Now, uh, the week after the U.S. Open in Columbus, Georgia, is the World Championships and the South African Open in Cape Town, South Africa. Do I have that right? And you you and uh, some other Canadian golfers will be attending. That's correct, Jerry. And uh, that will be following the U.S. Open. There will be five Canadians uh, in Cape Town for that week of golf for the both those tournaments. Uh, so uh, we're all looking forward to that to kick off the start of the 2023 season. And uh, that'll get us kind of prepped for um, our summer tournaments with the, uh, the Western Canadians, AMI. Western Canadians will be in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in July, which is in... Uh, Warman. Buddy, before we talk about that, if I can interrupt you just a sec, um, I, I think we need to mention the Canadian golfers that are, are going to the World Championships. There's yourself and who else? Uh, we have Kevin Frost from Ottawa, Ontario. We have Henri Therion from Montreal, Quebec. We have Kiefer Jones from Calgary, Alberta. And we have Hugh Montgomery from Simcoe, Ontario. Well, that's great to see that uh, that many golfers from Canada are able to go and represent Blind Golf Canada. And, uh, you know, that that is a trek. That is a journey to get from anywhere almost in North America, I would say, especially Canada, to get to Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, did you ever figure out how long it's going to take you to actually get there? It's over 30 hours with all your your layovers and and the actual time in the air. So <laughs> it's going to be uh, quite a long trip, but hopefully it will be uh, worth it with some 
with some memories and some great play of golf. So <laughs> well, I think it's going to be fantastic once you get there, just as long as you can survive the trip and still have energy when you get there to be able to play some golf. It'll be a couple days of trying to get the wind in the sails for sure. And and coming home, it would be the same thing. I guess it'll take a, a few days at home to recuperate from that whole trip, won't it? Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it nonetheless. So Let's uh, move on from the Worlds in March. And um, you mentioned the I, – I know that there's a smaller – Provincial tournament going to be held in Saskatchewan in June. We don't have a, a golf course and an exact date uh, as of yet. And I know other provinces, this is when the provincial tournaments tend to get started because we're a little busier in July and August. But uh, why don't you talk briefly about the... Um, the AMI Western Canadian Championships in in Warman. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll get uh, thanks, Jerry. I'll get back to that. That is in uh, July, uh, mid July, and we will be there for three days for a Stableford competition and uh, and back by popular demand, a team portion to that as well at the Legends Golf Course in beautiful Warman. And we're actually going back to the Legends, aren't we? We were there in, oh my goodness, what year would that have been? 2018, does that sound right? Oh, 2017. I think 2017, Jerry, but 2017. You're, you're catching me off guard here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's taken me uh, a little bit to remember that too. Anyway, um I know the first time we were there, the facilities were excellent. The course played great. All the players were really, really happy with the venue. The hotel is like a block away within walking distance. It was just uh, all around a, a great week, and uh, I think everybody will be happy that uh, that we're going back there. And, and again, a Stableford uh type of format where everybody's in the mix and uh, it's going to be a, a great, great time. Yeah, absolutely. And from there in July, we move into August and out to Nova Scotia for the uh, Brian McLeod Memorial Tournament, uh, backed up by the Canadian Open Blind Golf Championships. Yes, we'll be back in Truro, Nova Scotia, playing at the challenging and beautiful mountain golf course there, and uh, we will have a week of great golf there with those two events as well. And that's being held, as uh, Darren mentioned, at the mountain from August 18th to the 26th, and... Uh, I know other people have been there more recently than I have, but I am definitely looking forward to going back to the mountain because when Brian McLeod was alive for about, well, it was 10 years straight that I was out there every year. Um, at that time, it was called the Nova Scotia Open, and sometimes it would be held in conjunction with the Canadian Open as well. And, uh, yeah, people are, are really looking forward to, uh, to getting back out there. And, um, 
doing another Canadian Open in Nova Scotia. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too because that golf course has always challenged me and I want another crack at it. So it's uh, it's always a great time there. So It sure is, and the hospitality is second to none. Now, in case people are wondering, we didn't purposely skip over the Ontario Provincial. I think, Darren, and correct me if I'm wrong, we are just waiting on a date and location uh, for the Ontario Provincial, are we not? I can confirm that now. Uh, I believe they've selected August 11th to the 13th. For dates, we just need to know whether or not we're going to be at the Greens of Renton or in Chippewa Creek in Mount Hope. So uh, that has yet to be determined. Okay. Good, good. And information will certainly go out to the members of Blind Golf Canada as it becomes available. And uh, we uh, we want to touch on, uh, you've got some all-ability tournaments uh, possibly happening in, in BC this summer, Darren. What can you tell us about those? Absolutely. Um, on we're having the uh, BC All Abilities Championships for the first time. They have been confirmed at the McCreary Golf Club. Uh, it's a uh, course with the city, and it uh, looks exceptional. And their dates are going to be June 12th and 13th for those championships. And then later in the year, usually mid-September, we will have the Golf Canada All Abilities Championships as well. And they were in Toronto last year. They will come to BC. And it sounds like it'll be in the southern interior somewhere in uh, mid-September. But uh, those dates have yet to be con confirmed. But uh, we are looking forward to having these events out here in BC and uh, bringing all the abilities together in some great championship play and and making some great connections uh, through that process. So. Certainly, and, and again, information will be dispersed as it becomes available. Um, anything else to add, buddy? I think that's 2022 and 2023 all wrapped up in a nice little bow just before Christmas. Well, <laughs> certainly, yeah, a, a shorter podcast this time, but... Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't thank our sponsors uh, in our podcast and of our podcast because without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So do you want to thank our sponsors for us, Darren? Yes. I would like to thank CNIB Foundation as well as AMI Media and also the CCB National and all our Lions Clubs in Canada, and last but not least, ISPS Handa. Without their support, we couldn't do what we do, like you say, Jerry. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I just want to take a moment to uh, say thanks to all our members and everybody for coming out and participating in our tournaments because uh, – Without you, the golfers, uh, there would be no tournaments. So we we appreciate your support and patronage throughout the year. And uh, I hope that 2023 is happy and healthy for everybody. I hope it doesn't go by as quickly as 2022 did. But uh, Darren, I want to wish you and Andy and Mark and 
everybody out there listening the very best this holiday season and we look forward to uh, bringing you another podcast early in 2023 so happy holidays everyone this has been the blind golf canada podcast don't forget to subscribe on youtube and your favorite podcast platforms thanks for tuning in